show me the meaning of being lonely is this the feeling i need to walk with tell me why i can't be there where you are doom, doom. there's something missing in my heart actually this is the perfect introduction to our topic you know why because she why? says tell me why i can't be there where you are and our topic is remote work exactly did you get it i got it we figured that we'd done four episodes of who Run wait the time. wait 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 you're listening to who run the time a mini series brought to you by who run the world where we tell you how we marinine and Rhea, are killing the time during lockdown that has been brought by the covid 19 pandemic we realized that after having done four episodes of who run the time we hadn't talked about the thing that we actually spend most of our time doing working, working. we work differently because you are part of a team and you have to work remotely mm-hmm. with them and i just started my own business cosmic centaurs which we'll talk about later and i only have myself mostly uh to work with who's your favorite colleague Rhea. <laughs> <laughs> we decided we were going to address the topic of working from home through three different chapters so topic number one is how to find a routine when every day feels like it's the same day as yesterday but also how to set the right boundaries in our space topic number two is i hate that word so you're gonna have to say it networking and then topic number three which could be similar to two but isn't is how to remain social so let's start with numero uno boundaries slash routine and the routines that will help you create boundaries so you Rhea, start your day along with everybody else in the office at around 9 30 and what do you do before that to prep for the day so before i start i would like to preface uh this whole segment by saying that we're not telling you to do what we do we're just saying find what works for you and stick to it because it will give you some sense of normalcy so what works for me is i do not like waking up and starting to work right away i feel like there's no buffer time i like to recreate my commute after making my bed i take a shower and then i get ready same routine normal routine as always get my coffee and then i sit on my bed and i listen to a podcast uh surprise surprise every morning on my way to work i used to listen to podcasts so i recreate that that allows me to have that buffer period then i open my laptop and then we use slack at my company and on our mina slack team and our dubai team slack team we all say good morning so it's as if you're walking to the office and that's when i start my day before that i don't open emails i don't do anything work related because in normal life i wouldn't have because i would be rushing out the door i'll give you my routine yeah it's very very different from yours i'm actually up after me i am not an early riser (sighs) i am and even when i did have to go to the office I mean, honestly, I'd become an expert at waking up at the exact minute that I needed in order to get to the office by the time I had a meeting. So what do you do in in these days? I've just moved my start time to 10. I wake up at like 8.45, but I stay in bed and I read things and I check Insta and whatever, Mm -hmm. just like hang around and then I shower and get ready and make my coffee and so on and I'm in front of my computer by 10 a.m. so it's very very different to yours but I've never been the person who needs a buffer in the morning and then I usually will do most of the bulk work for prepping lunch I know I have to do that around 12 so I have two hours of solid work I cook you guys sit down we have lunch 30 minutes you guys move back on to work 
and then so do I and then I do the same thing again at around seven or eight so actually my day is very punctuated with preparing food that's nice I think I need to figure out actually a routine for the end of day thing because yes. it's very murky that brings us to kind of the the second parenthesis in this routine topic which is boundaries mm-hmm. and of course boundaries are not just physical boundaries they can also be time boundaries which is every day you should be able to tell your colleagues and yourself okay this is the end of the day for me Mm -hmm. which normally you would have done by getting up and going home the way i do that is by leaving my room well let's talk about boundaries right three of us are living here we have two bedrooms with desks in each of them and and then we have our uh, living space and a dining room the thing that we had to do very very early on from all the research that i've done on remote work this is super important because it's very important to recreate a place Mm -hmm. within your home that signifies work that when you're sitting there you are working Mm -hmm. so that you can walk into and out of it and then we also had to define our boundaries of who sits where most of the time and can we be interrupted or not how do we interrupt one another when does our day end when does our day start so we really had to be very explicit about those boundaries i want to really stress on the word explicit where we literally will have a conversation and say i have meetings from two to five and you shut the door so the other person knows not to just barge in also don't barge in use your whatsapp even if it's you and one other person you can very well just text each other and be like hey um lunch is ready or hey are you done can i come in and grab something from the room as opposed to just barging in so we have a household whatsapp where we communicate these things when i need one of you to come and help me with a task i'll be like hey guys i need help in the kitchen right so point number one is define your routine define your boundaries boundaries are not just where you work but how long you work and how you communicate these things with the people around you Or if you live alone, how you communicate them and enforce them with yourself. And one thing that we can also encourage you to do is once you've figured out what you want your daily routine to be, then talk to a friend about it so that they can help you enforce it. So now let's move on to topic number two. Networking. And we're going to talk about it in two settings, right? The the setting that you have, which is how do you build and develop your network within an organization, but also within the ecosystem of like suppliers and partners that you need to do your job. And for me, it's how do you continue to develop and enhance your network in a setting where you're literally on your own and there's no like institutional element to it, but you have to talk to people and tell them what you're doing. I would like to preface this again and saying that Marilyn hates the word networking. What I hate is one-to-many networking, where you think that the value of your network is how many connections you have, whereas I think the value of my network, is the depth of course, of is not to just to have two people, but is to have deep connections. Yeah, I agree with you. So tell us about how you know you are doing this in your work. Just to refresh people's memories, I started work, let's say, on the 8th of March, was sent to work from home, literally the next Sunday. So I've only been in the same room as some of my colleagues for five days. That was difficult. That we, was We difficult. did talk about it quickly. Yes, we did. How does one make connections? First of all, when everyone says good morning, say good morning as well. So that way they see your name repetitively on the channel. So they're like, oh, Rhea. Go talk to different peoples of different teams. Schedule a one-on-one call. Ask them, hey, I want to learn more about what you do. Share with me your process. How can we work together? How can I make your work easier? So that way you're coming at them in a very positive way. If those conversations go well, a tip that I have is when you finish that conversation, you ask them, who are the next people I should Ah, meet? I should have done that. So that's one. Second, 
whenever a task is done or I've reached a milestone in the project, I make sure to communicate that with people so that people know what work I've I've been doing a month in, even if you were working from the same office, that's already pretty good. Uh, I think that being at home means you don't have a sense of time. And I remember when I uh, would have new people joining in Keyword and they would start worrying early on, like, oh, I'm not getting enough tasks or people are for forgetting me in meetings. Or my answer would be, come back to me when this is happening three months in, not when this is happening a month or a few weeks in. I have a couple more tips for you. Sure. Not so much for broadening the network as much as for strengthening it. One thing that I've always found really allowed people to connect with me was for me to ask for their help as I'm working on an idea or a project, including people in and saying, hey, I really need a second opinion. Can you guys tell me what you think about this? It really made people feel included in the process. And I mean, oftentimes they would have brilliant ideas that I hadn't thought about. Uh, and that would create a sense of co-ownership, even if what I was working on was not part of their scope. They felt like I made them part of it. Uh, the second thing that I think uh, really helped is teaching others what I know. And so if you remember at Keyword, I used to put together a lot of presentations on different topics that I felt other people would benefit from, whether it was how to develop strategy, Google Analytics, you know, whatever it was. Because now people not only know that you exist, not only know which projects you're working on, but they now suddenly also know what you know. And so next time they need help on something, they'll remember, oh, wait, Rhea talked to us about content creation. Oh, she's the expert on this. I'm going to go talk to her. Yep. So those are my quick tips. What is the type of networking that you have to do? For me, it's a lot about telling people where I am, what I'm doing, telling them about the company, getting them to give me feedback, but also sometimes just um, getting them to introduce me to people that they think would be relevant. I'm not at a stage yet where I have to ask for money, so that's kind of helpful. Mm -hmm. I'm still in the early research phase. So it's a lot easier, I think, at this moment because I don't have to ask anyone to pay me. I just um, want to tell them what I'm doing, but also I want to hear their stories. What has helped me a lot, uh, rather than specifically reaching out to people, which I probably should do, but I'm really bad at it, because I'm always too shy, is the one thing that I have done that has worked is I started posting these LinkedIn tips about how to do remote work because that's what Cosmic Centaurs is about. But also we did the podcast and announced to everybody that I had lost my job. Like it's just I communicated about where I was, but in a way that I was comfortable doing it. And then what you see is people who either think they can help you will reach out to you themselves at some point they'll be like hey what are you doing i'm curious or hey i went to your website and i saw what you're doing and i think you should connect with this friend of mine you know i found that by giving something which in my case was the remote work tips i got something in return mm -hmm. and that's kind of how i built the network what are your tips for my moi? tips okay i have a couple Don't be afraid to be a human when you're networking. For example, today I had a meeting with these two guys who had a basketball podcast in Arabic. And I was like, oh, my dad is a huge New York Knicks fan. Mm. And we talked about that. And instantly you could see that the... The barriers went the down. The barrier went down immediately because they saw me as someone who had a personality and who had like a story behind her right. and not just a pitch. Uh, number two... Put your eggs in multiple baskets. I think a lot of times people are scared about networking because they see that this one email is the end-all be-all of 
your entire career and it's kind of like dating right so if you go on multiple <laughs> dates or you like send out multiple emails you don't put so much value on this one email that if this person doesn't answer me then this is the end so if you email multiple people it takes a lot of pressure off of you and so that shyness that you talked about kind of disappears when they do answer i'm like oh i forgot i emailed this person yay yeah. also always be open you never know who might help you. You never know what a different rabbit hole will, will lead you to. Because at the I end don't of like the rabbit day, holes. Do I have to go down one? Yes. But it's dark and damp. You think, be open to it. And there might be a queen that's going to say off with her head. Be open to it. To offing my head. Because you never know how many heads will grow in its place. Anyway, what I'm saying <laughs> is, whenever you think, oh, should I email this person? Email them. So those are my three tips amazing so this leads us to another type of network building which is socializing. socializing and so the reason why we differentiated them is because the socializing part is more about bringing your humane aspect as opposed to building a network for a specific outcome or a specific purpose right exactly. and so actually the one thing that people rate as having missed the most during this time is socializing because on the whole people feel more productive they feel more free but what they really do miss is the socializing because we are social beasts that water cooler moment exactly and so there are a lot of ways to try and recreate this i will warn people that it may feel a little artificial at first it's just like how do you socialize on zoom and it's just weird but really give it a shot and you will see how much positive energy you'll get out of these moments so Rhea, you've done a few things within yes. your company that you know amount to that can you share them with us number one uh thing that we did which we're doing again tomorrow is having a zoom lunch mm -hmm. so it's like us all having a lunch big together and talking not about work but about how our days have been which, which is, is what really you would nice. have done in the office space. exactly another part is i've created a slack channel that's called recommendation station which is basically we recommend different movies or books that we're consuming and another way is to ask what's your cat's name or how are your kids doing going beyond just the oh we need to finish this for this project saying like hey how's it going because i promise a lot of people want to be asked that question i would want to be asked that question mm. and whenever someone asks that to me or when a colleague will recommend a book it makes me feel like i'm getting to know them a few things that i've seen companies do so some companies will actually pair people randomly once a week it's a good format uh, also you have the intimacy of a one-on-one -on -one conversation which is and then another one that i saw somewhere that i really loved was that in one of their team meetings once a week this team what they do is they bring objects from their home uh, it can be a picture it can be a painting uh, it can be a book that you like whatever it is something that has meaning for you and they show it to one another and they just tell the story That's of nice. this object and why it's there uh, another friend told me that in the courses that she's teaching because she's a teacher uh, every once in a while in the beginning of a session they'll do a pits and peaks of their week that was it for us in terms of what we wanted to discuss in today's episode but also we wanted to let you know that i'm going to be hosting a public webinar uh, next week on april 29 about how to get remote work right it's going to be at 4 p.m dubai time that's gmt plus four and if you want to sign up you can go to cosmiccentors.com uh, you'll find the link to sign up to the webinar and you'll be talking about all this stuff I'll be talking about this, but also giving people specific frameworks and worksheets uh, that they can use in order to set their boundaries, in order to figure out their communication tools, and in order to create these kind of rituals with their teams that can make them feel better. If I'm a manager, is this right for me? Yes. If am I a team member, is this right for me? Yes. 
if I'm an HR person, is this right for me? Yes. If I'm in IT, is this right for me? Yes, Rhea. So this is basically a good primer. I created this content so that it is meaningful and valuable to anyone, no matter what their job is in the organization or how far up the food chain they are. I just want to say to our Lebanese followers, sometimes the website doesn't load in Lebanon, but if you are on 4G, generally you'll be able to access it versus Wi-Fi. And if not, you can email me at marilyn at cosmiccentors.com and I'll add you to the invite link uh, if it's not working for you. So... That was episode five of Who Run The Time, where we explore the one thing that is taking up most of our time, which is work from home. Work from home. Make sure you follow us on Who Run The World podcast on Instagram. Write to us on say hi at whorunthewordpodcast.com. And also don't forget to rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Give us that lovely five stars because the more you rate <laughs> us, the more people can discover us and the more people can become friends with us See, through our podcast. She is a good networker. Love it. Done.